It's Mike Clark, Kill Procrastination. It's another fire episode. Um, I'm actually starting interviews, and this is a fire one that I think a lot of people are going to learn from. Um, Both somebody just sitting on their couch or somebody working a full-time job. I feel like this conversation is, is, is for that type of individual, that type of listener. So who I have here today is Alexa Ortiz. Um, she has a business, Cakeaholic EP. She is a owner, mother, wife, full-time employee in the government sector, and she, uh, not to mention, she also has been named top 25 baker of uh, El Paso, Texas, 20 years of experience in the baking industry. Like, man, that's just a mouthful. So if you can go right ahead, uh, Ms. Ortiz, just let us know a little bit about you. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Um, my name is Alexa Ortiz. Um, I've been in El Paso almost my whole life. Um, originally born in Tacoma, Army brat. Um, moved to El Paso when I was three. Been here ever since. Uh, have a husband, two sons, uh, five and eight. And yeah, you're right. Full-time mom, uh, full-time job, full-time business. <laughs> Man, that's beautiful. So, I mean, what what got you into like wanting to do this? Like I said, twenty years experience. Like, I mean, you've been doing it for twenty years. So, what's motivated you to do it now? So, I learned when I was a young teen. Uh, my aunt was a baker, and it was always her cookies and her cakes, and and all the other cousins kind of just wanted to eat it. I wanted to learn how to do it. So, it started when I was very young. Um, probably like 13 years old. I would sit there with her. She'd give me all her recipes. I have the original recipe that she wrote on. Um, I I have it saved now and I made copies because that is special to me because those recipes now are my biggest sellers. And I always tell my aunt, like, I am who I am because of you. 
Uh, and she always asks me, are you going to give me a royalty? <laughs> <laughs> and I tell her, I would not be here if it wasn't for you. Oh, wow, man. That's, that is beautiful. I mean, a lot of people don't have things that are passed on like that. I don't have any memories or recollection, you know, that I, I never really took, took the cooking at all myself, but man, that is beautiful. That, you know, that would be even a passed on. So the next thing I, I guess I want to go into is, um, you, so you got the recipes, you, you decided, okay, well, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. What said, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. That moment clicked, I want to say in 2016. I had just had my second son. Um, baking kind of became, it was a hobby, but a lot of people were like, hey, can you make a cake for my kid's party? Or I started making cakes for my son's birthdays. And it just kind of turned into, well, can I get a cake? Because I started posting them on Facebook. And, and it was just that person went to that person's party and then they wanted a cake for me. And then those people wanted a cake for me. So it just kind of trickled like over time it's, I want one, no, I want one. And now, and then it was just like, okay, this is my time. Like, I just felt like this is what I got to do. And I made a Facebook page and that was it. Man, that is beautiful. I, I want to unpack that a little bit because I feel like some people don't understand that it does, it, starting a business not, doesn't have to be necessarily, you have to start a brand new hobby. You got to start something else. I mean, you started with baking something you love. You've been doing it for 20 years. And then, you know, people noticed it, you know, you, you bake one cake here, you bake one cake there. And then also um, from that part of just word of mouth, you also did social media. So can you explain how powerful social media was getting you started? Oh, oh God, let me tell you. So I started a Facebook, right? Um, and then I started doing my own research, like marketing and such. So I started looking it up. And I was like, let me try this for myself. So, you know, you do your, you put yourself on Google, you put yourself on Yelp, you put yourself on Instagram, you have to put hashtags, yeah. you know, yeah, Facebook promotions, which are very inexpensive, but very, very like, they get you a lot of exposure. Even sharing a post gets you over 6,000 views on just one single post. Wow. So Google though was the number one top, that was it, like, I have analytics on, on my, uh, you know, my page and we're getting over 26,000 views a month right now. Wow. So are you paying for ads on Google as well? Not really. Honestly, honestly, I have not paid for ads in over two years. In the beginning, you have to get your name built and building my name was very important to me. I had to make it um, what I wanted to make it. You can make your business, whatever you want to make it. Me, I was very specific, very picky. I was just, I wanted it a specific way and I made sure I did it that way. So that's another segment part that I want to go into, <laughs> but I guess I want to, I want to touch on it now. So just like you said, everything is, so you're like a, a, a one man army at this point, one woman army at this point. I mean, how is it where you're working a full-time job and being able to handle this. So are you going to work and then at home you're, you're baking, you're marketing, you're on Facebook. Like, are you doing everything? Or are you kind of like starting to hand that off? Because like I said, we're going to get there, but I understand like you're getting a lot of customers coming in. So how do you handle that? Yes. So we get, uh, we get a lot of calls a day. Um, I was lucky enough to have a best friend who was willing to take the calls in the beginning because I have a job where you can't have your phone 
or you can't access your email. And she was like, you know, I will answer the phone for you. And it turned and she started answering the phone and then she started running errands for me. And then she's, you know, now I have her baking cakes and now I have her decorating. So she's grown into my full-time assistant and it's amazing. And now we're to a point where, you know, we need more help, but the her, like she's taken on so much because I work a full-time job. I work 40 hours a week and I can't have my phone. And she has filled that, that void that, so now it's just a full-time nonstop Monday through Saturday, we are open and Monday through Saturday, we're taking all sorts of calls, emails, uh, texts, you know, Facebook messages, Instagram messages. And uh, we've turned into, you know, Cakeaholics. My husband just started helping. Wow. <laughs> um, I just set everything up on his phone because it's taking three of us right now to get back to all these people. Man, that's, so I guess I want to go to another question with that is, you know, you got your friend, and she's, you know, took in this job, took in this role. And I don't think you probably thought that she was going to actually become a full-time employee for you. So, I mean, how does, how does that work where you're trying to balance that part out? And then now, you know, you, you're kind of having a transition to figure out, well, do I need more people? Do I need to hire people? Like, is that something you're working on? Or? It is. So me and her, we have a really good relationship. We've been friends for a very long time. Um, you know, I do pay her, of course, for everything she does. I have a, a system on it, um, how I pay her, you know, call taking, um, taking cakes. She gets a percentage of that. How many cakes she makes me, she gets a price for that. So I'm, I'm doing a very good job of separating it because I don't want there to be any type of, you know, miscommunication, or anyone getting upset. Yeah. Um, my husband works for me because he's my husband. <laughs> yes, yes. We're not going to ask. Does he get a check? Does he, does he get paid? He gets to live here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, he's doing so good too. He's taking his own orders. Like we have, and then I just launched an online store last Monday and uh, I didn't think it was going to pop off like that because I've already sold a lot. And um, I'm to a point where I'm probably going to have to hire somebody to help me out because we're making custom cookies and um, I'm working on hiring my third person right now. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Like I said, I mean, just started from a full-time job and then now you're, I mean, it's going to be a full-time business here pretty soon. So I guess my question is, I mean, is there any, are you going to start transitioning to doing this full-time? Are you going to, are you still trying to balance both? I mean, what's, what's your goal with this? Uh, my goal with this, you know, it's in the past month, this has been a, a very very talked about topic with me and my husband because we're kind of like what are we going to do with this where are we going what's the plan because you know our client we have our existing clientele we're getting tons of calls you know what are we going to do so um i kind of transitioned more into the point of um you know separate bank account for the business because it was always just kind of a hobby and it was going into my bank account you know just for fun yeah you know now we have everything going to its own bank account um, everything is being tracked, uh, you know, the online store, everything is being tracked and we're just saving, you know, cause a store is something that we want to do, you know, but we just want to be ready for it. We don't want to try to have to go and take out loans, just open the store. We want to say, here's the money, let's open it up, you know? Wow. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally understand because like I said, um, transitioning from just, like you said, it was a hobby at one point 
And now it's just becoming this whole monster on itself. You got to figure out what to do with that. And that makes sense. And that's one of the things we also teach on this podcast is one about debt, of course. So, I mean, you just said it right there. Like you're, you're focused on organizing the money, making sure that I'm separating it from my personal account to my business account. I'm also trying to make sure long-term that we're not really taking out any loans. I mean, can you talk on that of why do you want to, you know, finance your, your, your business that way? Why do you want to pay cash versus just finance it? You know, we definitely don't want to put ourselves in a hole that we're going to have to dig ourselves out of. We want to start off in the positive. I'm looking at that money that's saved and spent as an investment. Um, you know, as long as we push ourselves, we won't have to, you know, go into the negative. And that's what my husband doesn't want to do. He's like, let's not rush this, take out loans and be in the negative. And we're digging ourselves out of this hole because God forbid, if something happens, like if COVID or something happens and we have to close, we're in a hole and we're, it's going to take us years to get out. You know, we don't want to put ourselves in that positions. We have, we have uh, two sons, a house, um, you know, we want to keep our lifestyle, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. I totally get it because it's very scary and you don't know. And with COVID, it's like you never know what's going to happen. I mean, how has that affected your business or I mean, has it even affected your business at all? Um, it did. You know, thankfully, I am a full time essential employee, um, which is great because we have a I have a paycheck always coming in. My husband is a essential employee as well. So he always has a paycheck coming in when COVID hit. Um, a lot of my cakes are wedding cakes, big cakes, and those stopped from one day to the next. Big wedding cakes that we were making thousands on went to, can I get his cakes for six people? You know, so it's like, yeah. okay, so we're making cakes for six people. But honestly, you know, the price, you know, the range there. So for a couple of months, when COVID, when COVID happened in March, um, I took two months off. You know, I didn't want to feel responsible for you know, a lot of people were like, can I get a cake for like 30 to 40 people? And at the time that was not allowed. And uh, I didn't want to condone yeah. that, you know? So I said, you know what, I'm going to close it, you know, for a couple of months and let this, you know, see what's going to happen. And then we resumed, um, you know, after everything kind of slowed down, I was willing to make cakes for more than like 20 to 25 people um, only because I didn't want to be the one to be part of those super spreader parties <laughs> understand no no I, you know, I, I understand. maybe it's crazy in my mind but i had that in my mind i it didn't feel right with me but now we're getting back up to the wedding cakes again to the 200 people cakes and the 150 people cakes and weddings again you know man that's beautiful you know what and, and what's beautiful about what you just said is you're you are the owner of this business you make the decisions at the end of the day and if that's something that you want to stand on you have all of the power to do that. And that's what I like to explain to the listeners. It's like when, you, when you're starting something or you're starting as a hobby or you're starting as a full business, you have control of this thing, good or bad. And making those decisions is, is totally on you, you know? Yeah, it's so, tough. It, yeah. It felt, I felt bad, but I just felt in my mind, I had to do what I had to do because it just wouldn't sit right with me. See, you know, a moral thing. That's, I guess... That's the difference between you and I, I, I want to talk about other companies, but you know, DQ, I mean, Dairy Queen, if they were open and they were making these big cakes, they probably would have gone ahead and just sent them out, you know? That's just 
That's why I would shop local, you know, because you, you, there's a morality part with it. Um, so I guess my next question with you is, um, as a woman, have you had any issues? I mean, I have some women listeners. I don't have majority of them. Majority of them are men, like I said, 18 to 30. But I also have a small, like 40% of my listeners are women. And they definitely want to know, I mean, starting their own business, was that difficult for you? Was that scary for you? I mean, can you explain your emotions through this process? Um, it was scary for me. Um to an extent, you know, sometimes when you get a cake, you kind of hope it's a woman baking it. Honestly, that's what they say. Um, Cause you don't know how great of a baker the man is. I mean, you, hey, there's good bakers out there. I'm just saying, um, but you know what? I am based out of my house and having people pick cakes up at my house was a little unsettling for me in the beginning because I am a woman and I have two children and my husband does work, you know? So, um, you know, we have a gate in the front of the house that has a hole that you can fit stuff through. And that stays locked, you know, because you don't know, you know, and that's honestly the scariest thing about it. Um, Everyone that I've ever met is always very respectful. You know, they, you know, thank you for your work. We love it. You don't have pop-up sales. The holidays, we are coming up on the busiest time of the year where people are coming to my house from nine in the morning to seven o'clock at night to pick stuff up. Um, And we're very careful with that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we have cameras on the house where we're ready. <laughs> That's yeah, I could I could only imagine. I mean, your husband's gone and it's only you and the kids at home, and you gotta figure out a way because like you said, you don't have a, a storefront, you don't, you know, actually have a real setup because it's it's your house. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you you're working through it, you, like you said, you create the little the box, so that that works. I mean, I understand. And um, that's what I tell a lot of the women listeners, like you, you have to figure out how to put yourself in the best situation possible, you know, and you know, you got to understand everything is not scary. You do, you did take that chance. And I feel like other women have to take that chance as well. Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do and whatever feels right to you. If it doesn't feel right to you, you know, me, if, if I don't like how it feels, I'm not going to do it. You know, you, sometimes you get people requesting cakes. And it doesn't feel right, honestly. And sometimes you, you do have the you do have the right to refuse service anywhere, you know. And there will be times where I will just simply not take an order because it just doesn't feel right to me. So how do you deal with uh, like demanding customers or aggressive customers? Have you had? I mean, this is a cake business. I mean, are oh you my god, customers. And you know, honestly, our biggest problem is the amount of messages we get in to how we could respond is the hardest thing. Um, we're getting tons of messages coming in and we're sitting there and I'm on the email or I'm on the computer and, you know, my husband's answering, my best friend's taking calls, can't answer everybody, you know, and then occasionally, you know, we'll get that I've been texting you or I've been trying to get a hold of you and, you know, I am just the nicest I could be. It's just so hard sometimes because we're to a point where like, we need to make sure every call is taken, every email is answered, every Facebook message, every Instagram message, every Google voice, every, it's coming from everywhere. And we're trying to figure out how to answer everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, it can get overwhelming because you got all these different platforms you got to manage. And then if you miss one message and then it just gets buried under someone else's message, it's just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and you, do have you do have to, let me tell you, you do have customers that order something. And then, um, like, for an example, I had someone say, do you have a satisfaction guarantee on your items? 
And I'm like, no, like I don't send anything out that is not perfect. Yes. You know, if it's not to your liking, I apologize. Let me know. I'll accommodate, but I'm not just going to give you a full refund. Something like that, you have to prep yourself for. I won't take orders like that if someone is already asking me if I refund money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just doesn't, it just didn't feel right with me. I get that quite often. Oh yeah, you you already know nine times. Well, I say eight out of ten, they're gonna come back and want to refund, and that's just something you don't want. And let me tell you something, PayPal. I'm not sure if any of your you know listeners or anybody takes PayPal, um, or sells any goods and takes PayPal. You could do a service on and someone pay you on PayPal. All they have to do is push that dispute button, and you get your money back, and it's out of your pocket. Even if they take that item, just a little FYI, do not take PayPal as payment method. No, no. Hey, that's something that we need to know because I did I definitely didn't know that myself. Wow. That is a problem. That is I I know a lot of bakers turn a cake in. Um, they pay through PayPal, go into the PayPal, say, Oh, I never got my cake dispute. They take the money from you. Man. Well So I mean that is just something that I feel like people should know because I will not take that as a payment method. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I, I I totally understand because that part right there just Handle with this disgruntled, you know, customers dealing with PayPal, things like that. And you're learning all this on the fly. That's the other part that, once again, my listeners need to understand, like, you you, not, you don't necessarily know everything, you know? Oh, yeah. When you I find know. out, it's like, oh, yeah, my God, I, that won't happen to so me much. again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that won't happen to me again. Um, now, I do have a suggestion. Have you, have you looked into actually getting a virtual assistant? Um, that is something I'm working with. I've actually been talking to my friend, your wife. Um, uh, awesome. She was helping me out. You know, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm always going to her for some help, um, you know, to the next level. Cause you know, I know you guys already have everything set up and she's always telling me about your guys' adventures. And I'm just like, I'm going to need some help with a virtual assistant. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, you can get a virtual assistant and, and set the hours up the way you want. Um, just be prepared when you create that resume, you're going to have an inbox um, I created a, a virtual assistant and what well, the actual application part of it. And man, I had at least a thousand within like 48 hours. Oh so my it was God. hard to go through it all. Yeah. It was. Well, but, you guys have a good one. She told me. Yeah. Yeah. She's great, man. She is great. She sets everything up. She works hard. I mean, I, I haven't had an issue with her and we just been getting things together. And that's what's actually helped me do this, you know, interviews, like I'm on the road. Cause I, you know, I'm driving semis right now. So she keeps me together. So I, I love her. That's great. Yeah. And I'm, we're wanting to get to that next step, you know, of outsourcing so we can make things easier for us. You know, like I'm the other person I'm working on hiring is to do all the other stuff that, you know, we just can't get to putting boxes together, um, putting, you know, our kits together, you know, all the other little miscellaneous things that I can get taken care of so we can get more cookies out, you know? Definitely, man. So I guess we want to segue right into that. But we just want to talk about your business and go a little bit in depth about it. Um, not over, like I said, numbers or anything like that. But I just want to get more of an understanding of, of how it's running day to day from working as a full-time employee to being a business owner from the time you walk through that door and you come on, you know. So, oh, yeah. So I guess I want to I want to find out once again who all works for you, who helps with this the day to day, and um, how do you have a structure? Well, I mean, I can walk you through the day. Um, let's walk you through a Monday. All I right. wake up at five in the morning. I have to be at work at six a.m. 
Um, so I get to work at 6 a.m. At 8.30, my best friend is calling me and letting me know what we have planned for the week. Does she need to go buy anything for the week? Um, are there any supplies we need to do or get or pre prepare? Uh, the, start, the calls on Monday start coming in around 9 to 10 o'clock, and it's just an all day. Uh, Monday and Fridays are our busiest days where we get calls. You know, people want to know, what do you have available? Um, do, do you have any slots for tomorrow? Do you have anything for the weekend? And it's just a constant emailing me. Uh, how much for this cake? You know, I send her back. All right, we have another one. How much for this cake? So, you know, it, it's nice to be able to do email at work or, you know, she'll call me and, okay, what do you, what do you think about this? And we're kind of just like throughout the day, you know, getting that done. I get off at 4.30 because I work 10 hour shifts. Um, and when I get off, it's still, it's still going. I'm checking the email. I'm checking the store to see what's sold. I am checking Facebook. Um, sometimes I do take cakes during the week and I'll have a cake due on a Tuesday. So I'll come home. I'll make sure that everything is baked. I'll make buttercream. I'll make the cake. You know, all of that is going on and I have to feed my family, put the kids in the shower, put them to bed, come back to the kitchen, finish whatever I'm doing, write order forms down. And then that's my day. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's but that's just a Monday. Fridays are my days off at my job, uh, but at my like actual job, but Fridays are for my business. I wake up at 7 a.m. and I start working on cakes and I usually finish around 9 p.m. Wow. That's <laughs> a long day. That is definitely is a long day. Fridays are my long days. I live in my kitchen on Fridays. <laughs> You've been doing this for two years straight or it just started really picking I've up? I've been doing it. Um, you know what? I've been doing this since 2016, but I finally got my groove. I want to say in 2018 is when I felt, all right, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. So I've been doing that for the past three years. Okay. Fridays are bake days. That's what we call Man, wow. So I just, I, I couldn't imagine what it looks like in the house. So, I mean, how are you, are you just baking this with one oven? I mean, are we you- are. Put the order, I mean, I mean, baking it to order. I mean, I don't know how you, what you call well, it. Now that I have an assistant, she'll come on Thursdays when I'm at work. She'll come to my house. She'll bake everything for me. I get home. I wrap everything up. Um, and then um, I have to make buttercream that night. So I do all that. And then Friday, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, this, this is it. <laughs> um, Friday morning is when all the decorating starts. So, you know, Thursday's baking, uh, making buttercream, prepping everything, because everything I make is fresh. You know, it's not, um, I'm not going and buying a bucket of buttercream from Sam's or something. I'm there with my butter and the mixer, and we are making it with one little small mixer, you know? Oh, wow. uh, I'm working on getting the commercial size mixer. That is a purchase I'm working on right now. So we can make buttercream in big batches at a time, because I'm just sitting there making one batch of buttercream at a time when I need 10. You know, man, wow. So that's that's insane. So I mean, you're 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 working so hard right now. You're putting everything together, and I mean, you're doing this with not even a full, you know, commercial kitchen. And I just, I guess, I want to say that just to say this is like, but listeners, you have to understand, you don't have to start with all this equipment right then and there. You can you can start with what you got. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people they feel like if I don't have this, I don't have the knowledge. I don't, 
I just can't get started. I need to know everything before I get started. You need, the best thing that I've learned is, I've learned so much from when I started. Like I started small and I did what I could. You know, you build your clientele, you start off at low prices, um, you know, just to see what people think, how it's going. And that's when you really start learning is when you get your name. Um, and that's when you start realizing I'm gonna need more stuff. You know, like it's nice to start in the beginning with, you know, minimal, because what if it doesn't work out for you? Yeah. You don't want to invest all this money in it. And there you are with a, like a ton of baking pens, yep. you know, I have a whole room with a big rack full of pans and sprinkles and tubs and cookie cutters. Like, and this is, has all been built up over the last five years, you know, because I did not start in the beginning with everything. It was order by order. Wow. You know, and, and like I said, just for the listeners, you have to just start with what you got. You know, you don't have to have all of this equipment, you know, all of this knowledge. You start learning just on the fly and you'll pick it up very quickly. Like you said, order by order. I'm sure you start really gaining more knowledge on how to deal with customers, how to get the orders right, how to get the packaging right. And then I, I also like that you said, you know, it's about your name. It's about the marketing of it. It's, it's about really taking pride. And I guess I want to go into how did you become the top 25 baker in all of El Paso when there's all these other bakeries, you know, stores around you? You know what? There, there's one thing I pride myself on is um, I will not turn anything in if it is not perfect to me. And that's the truth. Um, if it is slanted or if it looks like a little, if it's not perfect, it's not coming out of my house. And that's the number one thing that I always, um, I always stuck to because People will take, you know, they'll my head like my husband will always be like, it looks fine, Alexa. And I'm just like, I can't turn this in, you know, like that's me. It, that's has, me. it has to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, like that's my name, you know? So like I'm very, very specific. And, you know, God bless my best friend and my husband, because I'm just like, that is not acceptable. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> we had a really big order for a hospital here. Um, they ordered 400 cookies sugar cookies um, with a decorated image on top. And I, we, it was three of us making 400 cookies in my little kitchen with my regular oven that anybody would have in the house. Um, we did it. And you know what? Everything did come out perfect because I trained them. <laughs> but, you know, the, but that's something you have to do is me. I'm very, I, it has to be perfect. I'm not turning in anything less. And I'm not gonna give in to that because people will take it. But that's not okay with me. It doesn't sit well with me. If it's not, if it doesn't look perfect, it's just not acceptable. And I feel like that's what got me to where I'm at and why uh, people trust me, you know, like wedding cakes, um, you know, people trust us. Like we are known now, you know, people are willing to just drop all the money on a cake. Here you go. Here's all the money for the cake in five months. You know, we are trusted by El Paso and that is such a good feeling because there's no doubt that like they know I'm going to come through. And that's number one for me is I'm, you know, I'm responsible. I will, I will not let you down. I have never canceled a cake order and I have no intentions to, I mean, you know, you never know life happens, um, but I have never canceled the cake order. I will make sure that my customer is taken care of. That's my number one thing. Number one. Man, wow. I, I I love that. I love that you take care of the customer and it's number one to you. I, I love that 
every, everything that you're doing is what anyone else can do. You know, we all know right from wrong. We all know that our name is our name and it means a lot. We all know how we can go to certain restaurants or we can go, you know, order a cake from another facility. And we complain about the smallest things. We complain the way it looks, the way they, you know, handed us a cake, things like that. And here you are saying, hey, I'm a local business owner. If you come to me, you're getting A1 service from the time that you you talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's you my know? number one thing. That's what you got to give them, customer service. Customer service makes or breaks your business. And that is number one. If you are not, you know, kind, I'm always extra. I'm always sending happy faces and, and exclamation points and the little emoji that looks like this. You know, like, how are you today? Um, it's nice. You know, I like being treated like that. And I want this to be special for them because a lot of the times it's their baby's first birthday. We do smash cakes. Um, we do weddings. You know, it is life, like big life events that we're doing. Yeah. And it has to be perfect. No, I, I understand. You're right. It, it is life events. And, you know, <laughs> people will definitely remember 10 years from now that, hey, our wedding cake was messed up. And this yes, definitely. I know they're company. in the picture. Oh, yeah. You know, we, are, we are not just there for one day. We are in pictures. We are there for the whole their whole life. I've seen, I you know, I recently found a picture of my grandparents and uh, from their wedding, and it's their cake. And it was just amazing to me because I'm like, look at your guys' wedding cake. Like, it was awesome to me. Like, here, 60 years later, and their cake is still around. Like, it's awesome, you know? Definitely. And <laughs> you know what? We've been talking for a good 30 minutes, and I, I never asked. So do you... Did you have any education on business? You, you, I mean, you have a college degree. I mean, is this? Um, you know what? I, I did go to college. I went to college for court reporting, sonography. Um, it just wasn't something that was clicking for me. I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't happy. Um, you know, and they always tell you, you got to go to college. You have to go to college. But you know what? Um, it wasn't something that I was just honestly willing to do. Um, it didn't make me happy. Um, but you know what? I made sure that I was going to get a good job and be taken care of. Um, I did anything I had to do. You know, I work in a federal prison, um, but I, it was not easy getting there. You know, I used to work at 911. Um, I used to work shift work. And, uh, and that was hard, you know, but there was sacrifices. I had to do that because I knew I wasn't going to go to school and I had to get myself a job that a, a great career, you know, and now yeah. I have that great career, but it was so hard getting there. I got hired for 911 when I was nine months pregnant. I was, they were like, when can you start? And I said, I'm about to have my baby next week. And they're like, can you start in two weeks? And I was like, let's do it. So <laughs> I had a baby two weeks later, I was working at 911. Oh, <laughs> you know, but, but that you, you do things that open the door for other things, you know, and that's why I did that. I sacrificed. I had a two week old at home and I was working at 911 doing shift work you know but but I knew that I knew I wanted to get into the uh, you know the federal government and you need that experience and sometimes you just have to suck it up and do what you got to do to get where you want to be that's see that's <laughs> what I wanted to go with this because you know we got a lot of young listeners and you know I'm 32 you know and I some days I wake up I forget that I'm 32 like I feel like I'm still 18 19 20 years old and I'm like, man, I'm grown. And the way these kids look at me is like, man, you're old. Cause I used to say that when I was 20 years old, like, man, you, you're old, like, golly. But 
you see the difference between what our work ethic is, what you just said right there, the sacrifice compared to someone who's 18, think something's supposed to be handed to them. Yep. So, you know, my thing is, yeah, school's not for everybody. You don't have to go and do this or do that. I mean, you can be successful in, in whatever. And you're you're just an example of it. Like you're actually doing it. You're successful. You're working on getting a storefront. Here you're employing almost two to three people. And here, you know, you know, you went to college, but you knew that this wasn't for no. me. And sometimes you gotta call a spade a spade because you know, I, I don't like when kids go to school and then they don't know what they want to do. And then they're wasting all of this, you know, all of their resources. They're taking out student Getting loans. Debt. <laughs> going to debt. We just talked about that. Yeah. That's a big thing. You know, um, the reason why I started the podcast is because I was $100,000 in debt. This was like, man, it was just overwhelming. That's why I joined the military. And it just, it took me so long to get out of it. And half of it, not even half, a quarter of it, was student loan debt, you know, and it follows you. Whether okay. you graduate or not, it follows you. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, and then that's just something I wasn't ready. You know, I was lucky enough to have two parents um, that were very, they shoved credit down my throat. Like credit is your life and you need good credit. And, you know, at 15 years old, my my parents got me a credit card under my name and paid it because they wanted me to have good credit. And that's the one thing that I always have is, I need my credit, yeah. you know, um, that is everything. You know, you can't get a house, you can't get a car. That, what can you get without credit, you know? And, and you know, I know all about it, you know, the, the ratios and the, you know, the 30, you can't yeah. be over 30% of the usage. And, you know, it's just something that my parents taught me young and, and it's always stuck with me. And I don't want to put myself there. That is beautiful. That's the part. So, you know, I want to transition right into that, that, that part of what you just said and, and, how are you, because you said you have kids, are you explaining this to your kids early on as well? I mean, what knowledge are you passing to them or what do you hope to gain and, and pass on to someone younger than you? You know, I want, I want my kids to live, um, I, I'm trying to raise them as if my parents, like how my parents did. Uh, my dad did an amazing job. Like he was very strict. He was hard on me. He works, he used to work in the prison for 30 years, you know, so I had a very strict father. Yes, yes. Um, but he was always, you know, you're you be respectful and you work hard for your things. Um, you know, yeah, my parents did get me everything I wanted, but I had to work for a lot of the stuff. Um, I wasn't just nothing was just here, here's this Alexa, here's that. Like I want my kids to work for their stuff. You know, I don't want them to feel like you have to give it to me because you're my parents, you know, like, or this has to be given to me, or I, I hate that. You know, the number one thing is you're going to work for it. And they have chores, you know, they work for it. Oh, oh, you want this game? Okay. Well, what are you going to do for that game? It's just not going to be that easy. You have to learn to struggle in life, you know, to get, so you're grateful when you get there. Yeah. To the point. You know, like you just don't know until you struggled. Yeah. No, no, you, you're absolutely right. Because if, if you don't go through something in life and everything is just handed to you, then you're going to continue to expect it. And when it doesn't happen, you're not going to know how to handle it. I mean, that's that adversity that we talk about all the time. Like if you are not able to, you know, take a punch to the mouth and get back up, it's, you're going to have a long day. You're going to have a long day. Definitely. And so uh, my thing is my last, I guess I got a couple more questions for you. So if you could start over, it, just change one thing. 
you know, what do you think that you would change to an education part of it? Like, well, what I mean, let me reframe the question. So everything you learned in high school, even up to college, I don't know if it even applies to where you are today in life. I mean, what are you really using from high school or college that actually got you to where you're at right now? Um, you know what? High school, school was not really a thing for me. Um, I did it because I had to. Um, it just wasn't for me. You know, I, I did it. I had to. I have two years of college under my belt. But you know what? That just wasn't something that I was just passionate in. Um, I want to say a lot of my life experiences have got me to where I'm at today. Um, because I don't think I could put any of that on any type of education or school that I've ever been to. And that's just me being honest. Um, You know, I really wish I knew I liked baking. I knew I loved it. I just thought it was a hobby. I really would have loved to have gone to like pastry school, like as a kid, instead of going to court reporting because my parents told me to, you know, that would have been awesome. But you know what? That's just, that's not the hand I was dealt. And you know what? I made it work. YouTube teaches you a lot. I learned how to bake on YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> you know? yeah definitely if you don't know how to do something youtube it you know that's i will teach myself you know I'm, I'm not expecting anybody to teach me i will teach myself i've taught myself this much you know no absolutely and, and you know it's not to bash high school or college because those are those they're needed they're definitely needed yeah. it's just my my thing with, with high school and college is that you know first high school is like that's supposed to prepare you for college, prepare you for life, you know? So these things that we talk about now is the things that I would love for them to talk about in high school, you know, credit, mm-hmm. you know, how to start a business, you know, what do you really want to do? You really need to find your passion and not just, you know, test, 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 or, you know, you learn about ancient history that, you know, unless you're going to be a historian or something like that, it doesn't really apply to your life. Right. And I feel like that's what puts a lot of people in a bubble, in a box, or under pressure where they feel like, well, I have no choice. I got to go through college. Yeah. I got to take this degree. I got to accept this, you know, this student loan debt. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy because when I'm expected to do yeah, it, it, exactly. Explain what student loan debt is because I know a lot of kids are transitioning out. They teach them to go to school, 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 but no one sits them there and says, hey, this is how you read a contract. Hey, you're going to have to do student loan debt. This is what an interest rate is. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, those are rates you can never get out of usually. You yeah, know, you can't get out of it. I mean, it's 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 crazy because yeah. uh, it just it's just one of those big things. And that's why I asked that specific question, you know, because you are successful, you are doing it. And you know, if anyone else wanted to do what you're doing, it they might think they need all of this experience, all this help. I mean, you do have 20 years experience, we can't cut that out. You got to put the work in. <laughs> you definitely got to put the work in. They didn't happen overnight. Because I, I, I went on your website. You have some beautiful cakes. Thank you. Beautiful cookies. I mean, what you do and what you send out is absolutely perfect. So, thank man. you. But I went, thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. I, so you put, you're putting the work in. Your husband's putting the work in. Your friend's putting the work in. And they really are. We're killing it. So that's what I want to leave off with is, is what are your uh, future goals? What do you see this business going to? Um, um, you know what, future, future goal, I definitely want to store. I mean, it's just something I want to do. I want to be ready for it though. Um, I don't want, I want to just, I already have my clients. I already have my people. I, I'm ready to just, you know, one day just open it up. Hey, we're open. We have a storefront, you know, just a nice little surprise. Um, I did recently start the online store. 
and we're able to ship cookies, like, which is great because we could reach everybody nationwide. Um, I have a customer yesterday that ordered uh, Halloween cookies. She's going to ship them to her husband in Korea. You know, we have a a man who bought a cake today because tomorrow he's flying to Austin and he wants to give it to his grandbaby, you know? So it's, it's amazing to me that my stuff is making it to other states and it's awesome or other countries korea yeah that's awesome like i'm so excited about that and that's why that's beautiful it's beautiful everything that we talked about i I love it i love that this is a woman-led business i love that your husband's helping you out you know because sometimes it it becomes the ego thing but you guys are making it work oh yeah i want other people to understand like look man this is you're doing this for the family you're doing this for yourself you're doing this for the community it's beautiful. And like I said, you were top 25 bakers. You were one of the bakers in El Paso. Like, that's insane. Thank you. We didn't even talk about this. So how did you even apply for this? Or how did they find you to know that? I didn't apply for it. One day I just got an email um, and it said, congratulations. And I clicked on it. I was like, for what? And it's like, and I'm like, it just was not expected. I don't know their criteria. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it was, it's awesome. I, I didn't have to put in for anything. Wow. But to be named as one of the, the best bakers in El Paso is like, man, that was awesome. You have no idea how great that felt. You know, it was just, <laughs> it's just to know all my hard work is going somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, he appreciates it. Yeah. And I want to keep it going. You know, my husband says, we need to set this up for the kids. You know, like when we have our store, like I want the kids to have this for them. I don't want my kids to work for anybody. I want them to do make the be the boss. You know, be the CEO. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. want my kids to have to work in corporate America and working for something. You know, like he wants yeah, to set them up. It's I want to set them up too. You know, it's just we want to do this for our kids. He's like Alexa. Like, let's do this. Let's do cake holidays. Let's make it work. We're gonna do it. And it's so nice to have his support because without him, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And that's just the truth. He's the support is like the best because. If you didn't have that, I don't think I'd, I didn't, I don't think I'd be where I'm at. And that's just honestly the truth. No, no, that's, I, I definitely respect it because I, I know how difficult it is to try to start a business and do what you're doing. Like, I can only imagine, I've never had to do 400 cookies or 400 cakes and all that, but I can only, <laughs> no, that's very stressful. But I love that you guys are making it work. I love that you are full time and you're doing this and now you're figuring out the transition part. Like, you know, that's what people have to understand. Like, this is not, this didn't happen overnight. You know, like I said, 20 years experience. You've been doing this for three, four years almost as a business. And this is, yeah, it, it just, it's a slow grind. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. It does not happen overnight. Don't expect it to happen overnight. Sometimes you have those months where it's a little slow. And in your mind, you're like, what am I doing? Am I, am I doing the right thing? I've had moments where I just wanted to stop, you know, like, should I quit? Am I, am I, is this right for me? Am I, am I wasting my time? Like I've had in the beginning, I had so many of those nights where I would just like, I'd lose it. Like I'd start crying. Like, what am I doing? Um, but I didn't give up. That's the number one thing. Like you have those moments where you're just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? You just have to get through them. Just like everyone, you know, in life, you you feel like that sometimes, honestly, everyone feels like that. Yeah, you're right. You get down and you're just like, I suck. Or what am I doing? But then you're just like, what's wrong with me? And then you just get back up. You know, I'm very positive and I try to stay very positive. Adversity, you, you face that early on in your life. And it's, that's what I'm saying. It kicks back in. So everything we talked about came full circle. And once again, I appreciate you coming on.
to the Don't podcast. Me. I appreciate you having us once again, Alexa Ortiz, Cake of Harlot EP. Um, can you just let us know how to contact you? Um, I have your social media. I'm definitely going to put that in the description box, so they're going to know all of that. But if you have anywhere like email, all of that, can you go ahead and let uh, us know? Definitely. Uh, we have our website uh, and we have our store, which is live. It's uh, cakeaholicsep.com. Um, you can reach us on there. You can also reach us on Facebook, cakeaholicsep.com or cakeaholicsep. Um, we do have everything on Google. So if you Google Cakeaholics EP El Paso, everything will come up to contact us. We are, we are, we are always answering. Yeah, we have hours, but we are always available. Okay, awesome, awesome. <laughs> and is there anything that I missed? Anything you want to say? No, just thank you. Like this, this was nice. Like you know, it's it's nice to feel like someone wants to hear my story, and you know, you, you know that all the hard work you're doing is just paying off. Oh no, I, I believe a lot of people are going to want to see this episode because it's very motivating and very powerful. I mean, we talked about a lot of different topics and I, I just, once again, thank you for coming on again. No, thank you. We in this thing here, boom. All right. Stop the excuses. Stop the excuses. Let's get it. Let's get it.